the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayak. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. I'm Mark Chet, Dr. Mark, and I'm here with my co-host, Larry Jones. Larry, today is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. There you go. And to all of the Orlando, Central Florida area. Dr. Mark, how are you? Try to really plan out the show since there's so much so much news happening so quickly. This Omicron discussion has really got us on our tiptoes because the the numbers are changing so rapidly. All Let me ask this. you one thing before we get started, sure. Dr. Martin. Mm-hmm. This is an article in the Orlando Sentinel yesterday, and it talked about that Omicron has exploded in Central Florida because of the wastewater. That's not an explosion. No, no. And, and, and what they're looking at is they're yeah. seeing it in the wastewater. Right. And that's a way that we talked about this last week. Yeah. That's the way they're tracking it. Yeah. It's not that wastewater, yeah. you're not getting it from wastewater. Right. And, just tracking and that's another, it in the waste. another way that we get so confusing. Yeah. And I'll tell you, start, number one, I want people to get vaccinated. Of course. We're going to see more variants going forward. Omicron's we, not the end. Nope. We, we, right. we saw this with Delta. People who were not vaccinated were the ones that were ended out in the hospital. Exactly. Now, with Omicron, we've got one reported death, I believe, in Texas. In Texas, yeah. And that was someone who was not vaccinated. Correct. Okay. Last week, we reported that Omicron came out. It was it was about 5%. Yep. And now they're reporting that it's 73%. Exactly. And I don't have any idea what to believe, number exactly. one. And number Neither two, do I. I don't know that we should care. <clears throat> I mean, the right. fact of the matter is, this is where we are. Well, that we've 73% this... represented 46 states in the District of right. Columbia. And, and that's... Yep. New testing, exactly. right? So right. that is not how many people who are in the hospital with Delta. Yep. And I think that's what we were seeing is we were seeing numbers that were really looking at existing illness. So right. the the way things are reported, I mean, you and I spend a lot of time trying to see things from more than one Absolutely. source. Absolutely. But how confusing is this to the people yep. that aren't doing that? Yep. And, and quite frankly, today, the people that are listening to me. I mean, yep. it's, it's just it's very confusing. It's very confusing. But, you know, Dr. Mark, I think the message is clear. Mm-hmm. If you've had the two shots... Go ahead and get the booster. Very much so. Because it will increase your antibodies and give you protection against life-threatening illness if you get Omicron. Right. Well, if you get... That is the message. Yeah. If you get anything. Yeah, anything. anything, Because we're going to have something after Omicron. But so far, you're correct, Larry, and that's very important. There's no data to show that the vaccines are not effective. And there there are some suppositions as to why we're seeing such a spread of Omicron. Yep. And it's kind of funny because every every expert's being asked the same question. Why is this seemingly more contagious? Well, number one, we don't know that it is. That's right. But number two, the one thing that we know 
is that it has those mutations of the outer proteins, right. the spike right. proteins. The spike that's protein. That's all we that's know. Right. That's how we know it's a mutation, Larry. That's right. That's and, right. and so what do they say? Well, it's because of the spike proteins. Right. I don't know that we know that either. Exactly. And, it's too and, early. And going back to other pandemics and other illnesses, we didn't have the technology to recognize variants. So well, I got this a good a question for world, you, Dr. Right? Mark. Mm-hmm. If 73% of the cases now are Omicron... And it's probably does, higher by the time this yeah, airs. Yeah. Does that mean that the Delta variant is gone? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. See, that's what people right. would suppose. Right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, so that, and those are the kinds of things we're going we're gonna to have to figure out. Because I don't yep. think... I think they still track some of the... Like the, the older... Alpha's probably right. still out there. That's something we could look yeah, into. Yeah, I'm sure it is. The original COVID-19. Yeah. 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 So it is... It, it does run... It's course and jumps into some other variable. Yep. And I'll tell you, if, if something comes out that is resistant to the vaccines, then we've got a big problem. Yep. But right now, the vaccines appear to be working. There was some laboratory data that the monoclonal antibodies were not as effective in Correct. some of these changes. So, so that's yep. something I, I'm not sure... It, sh- it should be the same kind of technological mm-hmm. yep. evaluation of how, how the health and wellness goes, you know, whether it's the vaccine or the monoclonals. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very different things, yep. but they both work right. on the antibody level. Sure. But, that, but there's some lab testing that would suggest that, and we're just going to have to yep. ride it out. But you're right. We're coming into very busy travel time. Yep. Looks like we're going to be back to pre-2019 travels. Yep. travel time. And with that happening, we're going to get more exposure. And if you're not vaccinated, you're really taking a yeah. big risk. I mean, well, that's, let me throw you know, something out there. The CDC did an analysis on the first 43 cases that was investigated in the U.S. on Omicron. Uh-huh. And they found that the four most common symptoms were cough, fatigue, congestion and runny nose. That's not going to kill you, Dr. Mark. Right. No, they did. There was some, and it is. That's really, yeah. really, really early data yeah. to yeah. say that it's more mild because it, earlier they're saying it was more severe. And, right. You know, it's, it's right. I, that, that was interesting, though, because we're not seeing whether or not in the news anyway that you're getting loss of the sense of smell and taste as a, as right. a key indicator. Right. But it, it doesn't really make sense. That it behaves any differently. Yeah. It just doesn't. I think the whole country is a little tired of the fear mongering by the press. They are. I really do. I mean, well, the, the headlines of the Orlando Sentinel, Omicron has exploded in central Florida. And then down below it said, in the wastewater. Right. Right. I mean, come on. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah. misleading. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about yeah. getting more listeners, more watchers, yeah. more uh, more clicks, you know, everything on social media links. You're just trying to get more activity. And it is. Yeah. That, it's, it's horrible. I know. It's sort of like, you know, Larry, do you go see horror movies? I do. Do you? Yep. I'm not a big horror movie fan. I'm not right? a big fan, yeah. but I have yeah. seen some. So, so, but it's kind of yep. like that. Like you got to people get attracted to these negative things. Sensationalism. Sensationalism yep. is the word yep. of the day. It is. And there's not. You know, most of these high level journalists that we yep. see on television, mm-hmm. the the anchors and whatnot, most of them are attorneys. They they went to law school. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, huge, and they're brilliant. Yep. And and they're fallen yep. into the pattern of having to get a certain number of listeners out there. That's I mean, right. they're kind of pushed into it's all about how, sound bites. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and, sound and bites. it is, it yep. is. So <laughs> I think that th- this is something that's going to forever be a part of our yep. society, and we've got to figure out yep. how we can kind of uh, balance it all out. I, right. I'm not that if it's fear-mongering into pushing you into getting a vaccine, okay. I'm I agree in. with that. I'm in. I agree. But it's yep. unfair 
yeah. to, to play these games. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, the, the mandates yeah. got such pushback yeah. was just that. Well, they part were, of the, well, I can tell you the one of the big ones in, in my world is mm-hmm. I've had both shots, the booster and the flu. And somebody's got to tell me I got to wear a mask. Well, you, you understand I mean, where right, I'm yeah, coming right. from. I, I do. I do. And, and I'm it, sure a lot of our listeners feel the same way. They do. But but yeah. the what we know is that. Having had all those things, you can still carry the virus and right. still transmit the virus. Right. Okay. And if we're trying to get to zero, is it really that big a deal? Right. And and I think no one thought it was a big deal to wear a mask until someone made it a big deal to wear a mask. That's right. And that's, that's really right. kind of it's drawn the line. Yeah. So I I, uh, I sort of travel between two counties here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And if I go to the Publix in one county and I'm not wearing a mask. People will look at me funny. I've seen if that. I, that's happened to me. If I go to the yep. Publix in this other county, yep, and I am wearing a mask, people are looking at me. Exactly. So, and I know exactly <laughs> the counties you're talking about. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's it, that that sort of. I shouldn't let yeah. it frustrate me because it is yeah. what it is. But you do you get know, the eye, though. Oh, you absolutely you really can. do. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, maybe maybe you know I'm being a little paranoid, but yeah. I don't think so. No, you're not. not. Even my kids notice it. Yeah. Even my kids yeah. notice it. So depending on on which which side of which county we're on. I I work through two counties as well, and I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Let's talk about something else, Dr. Mark. One of the large health systems in this area who you work with just put out a letter to all their employees regarding uh, Omicron and really encouraging people, if you haven't had the booster, to get it. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, as you said, it was Advent Health that put out a letter Mm -hmm. to to all its workforce. And, you know, they they initially had had stepped up and said, listen, if you want to work here, you got to get got to get exactly. vaccinated. Right. And there was there was pushback, and we'll talk a little bit about where we are there. And then they backed away yeah, when the injunction in November. Yeah, and, yep. I, and I think it was a good thing, and I think this has to be more of a carrot than a stick technique. I agree. Because I believe that more people would have been vaccinated if they were told how important it was yep. and, you know, possibly did, even had some of those reward systems that we talked right. about during the first vaccines as opposed to mandating it. Because man. People in general, it's against the population's nature to be accepting of a mandate here here in the here in these United States. And and it is part of what makes us great. But yeah. in this case, I think we created more of a problem well, it's than we solved. back on authority is what it is, yeah. Doctor Mark. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's we're, yeah. we were. I mean, we were founded by independence. You know, that's and right. We had people that, right. that left where they were because they didn't like what they were being told to do, and um, the uh, the epigenetics of that has continued to this day, and yeah. that's a great thing. It's what makes us a great country. Right. Well, but this this is a way that it can hurt us. Yeah. Well, in the in the letter from Advent, it really uh, talked about the good news is the seed. CDC strengthened its recommendations on right. booster doses, mm-hmm. enabling everyone 16 and older to get a booster. So widen, widen the group. So everybody, exactly. everybody so. in that uh, first I and second I thought that was group. very positive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, to that point, mm-hmm. we were talking about the, uh, the, the Circuit Court of Appeals yeah. that just came up. So we do know that there was a federal injunction stating that the mandates were not to be followed. Well, and in November, the mandate was was uh, overturned yep. and blocked, blocked. by uh, a federal, a federal, federal judge. Yep. And now the six U.S. Court of Appeals lifted that injunction, saying that uh, we're going to 
we're going to can enforce it again. You can enforce it right. again. And, and yeah, they, their specific right. language said if you've got uh, a business with at least a hundred workers yep. and you're under the OSHA regulations, right. um, which and most is, healthcare uh, entities are. Oh well, more yeah. the, well, lots more than healthcare, yeah. right? For, so well, that's OSHA, true. OSHA that's goes true. into all sorts yep. of industry. That's true. And so it's really going to come safety in. and health. Yeah. Is what so it is. I mean, if yeah. you're if you're a large chain of car dealerships, I mean, that's you know, so so it really goes back to the original intent was if you got more than a hundred people, everybody's got to get vaccinated, but. Again, so okay, I guess good. I don't know. It's it's made it the yep. politics of yep. of where where the first yep. court ruled versus where the right. second one was a Republican and Democratic issue of, of right. appointments, and they're sort of following the party line. At the end of the day, I just want people to get vaccinated. Exactly. It's the right thing to do. But and how if we can confusing get is all this though, Doctor Mark? Back you and just, forth, you back just and can't forth. Even, yeah, if no. you're an employer with a hundred employees or more, you got to be confused today as what you should really do. You do, in, unless you back up and say, okay, let's start this over. Let's make this a whole yep. other healthcare issue. Yep. Okay, when people are sick, it costs them their their health, and it costs you as a as a business owner their time, their input, their dollars. It's expensive. Loss right? of work. Yep. So, if it was anything else. And and we thought that the treatment was safe, which we do think this treatment is safe. Yes. You know, we can we yes. can have pundits come in and say it's not. We yeah. believe as a medical standard, as the scientists in the community, it's a safe treatment. And if you do that, then you're going to say, hey, guys, yeah. let's get behind it. But right. you're not going to just mandate it every time. Right. You know, we tell you, if, if you think you have a, a runny nose and cold and a cough, you know what? You probably shouldn't come to work today. Do we right. tell you you're going to be fired if it happens? Right. No. Well, the new mandate that was uh, reinforced uh, by the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeal goes into effect January 10th. It's going to right. be too late for but some people. When we come back, Dr. Mark, we're going to continue this conversation a little bit and talk about why parents are still hesitant to vaccinate their children. If you're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare, our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. There you go. And be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. Larry, today is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. There you go. And to all of the Orlando, Central Florida area. Hope That's right. Everyone has a wonderful holiday season despite all this crazy news out there. And, yep. and we're never here yep. to create fear. We, we want people to really enjoy them, absolutely. enjoy their holiday yep. and their families. And uh, let's uh, let's jump, jump into yep. the show. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we talked about 
coming back uh, talking about why parents are still yes. hesitant yes. to vaccinate their kids. Well, as of December, early December, more than 2.3 million kids ages 5 to 11 had actually developed COVID and 209 that they have registered so far had they actually died. Away. Yep. And these were all unvaccinated. Unvaccinated mm-hmm. kids. Yep. 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 So, so we know... I think you know, in the beginning we talked a lot about well we're these these littler kids it's unlikely that they'll get very sick it is it is yep. unlikely Larry yep. but when you're one of those two hundred nine two hundred nine yeah you know you yep. really can't say no now what makes it less likely is if they're vaccinated and we have yep. still to date not seen issues with the vaccine. Well, the problem is, Dr. Mark, according to the Kaiser Foundation, only 27% of parents with kids 5 to 11 years old are keen to immunize their kids, whereas 30% say they definitely will not. Yeah, and that's that's immunized with the, this, with this, this specific. Yeah. yeah, because we've got a what, – there's what is the And group? we've been into this 18 months now. Yeah. We, now, we, how long is the 5 to 11 been out? Probably four or five months? Uh, well, my son's gotten his second, so I think it's more like three months. Three months. Yeah, okay. Yep. 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 So, so it is. And, and, and unfortunately, the reality is we predicted this very carefully. Um, I think people did take the surveys and they're sticking to what they, what they believe. And, and Larry, I think it's a balance. So everything yep. that we do in life yep. should be listed as, you know, what, what are your positive sides and what's your downside risk? Right. And I, there are a lot of individuals out there who – got vaccinated but won't vaccinate their their youngsters and they're looking at that yep. upside downside risk and and i respect that i yep. i get it but i think that we're going this, this is going to be a group that is going to continue to feed these variants yes and and pass this illness around yeah well you know i think it's interesting i think there's a myth out there about immun- immunizing kids overall dr markin well there is you being a pediatrician yeah. as well but you know uh, the cdc reports that better than 90 percent of all children up to the age of 24 months have had immunization including measles mumps rubella and 93 percent had the polio vaccine yep those yep. are high numbers Dr. those Mark. are high numbers yep. yet that that less than 10 percent yeah that don't have those are incredibly vocal mm-hmm. and again you know why yeah we talked about it. Mandates. Exactly. Because the schools mandate that you have to have these, and there there have been just hours of time and millions of dollars spent on arguing this. And so right. now you can have a, right. what is it, a religious or health exemption. You can. And so this this small group spends a lot of time and effort. No disrespect. I mean, that, yep. that's that they believe what they believe. Right. But you hear about that group a lot more than you hear yeah. about the people that are getting vaccinated right. and, and but that's less than 10 percent right we're talking about 30 percent of, pay, that's right. of parents that say no way no how exactly well you know i think it's interesting school-age kids that come to kindergarten the cdc reports that in the 2019-20 school year 95 percent of those kindergartners had their state required vaccinations yeah that's a great number. It is a great number. Now, that number has come up not just through vaccinations. That number has also come up through homeschooling. Exactly. Other, you know, people exactly. that have decided, you know, they're not. You know, the, the, we, we've talked about this uh, measles outbreak that happened, up, I want to say it was in Southern California, mm-hmm. where there were 50 cases of measles. I remember that. And yeah. that was a school that was 
very heavily unvaccinated. It was a private school, and it was like-minded folks that said, yeah, we're gonna, sure, all going to send sure. them there. And when you think about that, that's the worst-case scenario, because if you have a child mm-hmm. that is unvaccinated and you put them into a school of vaccinated kids, you know, that kid's probably going to be just fine. Whereas yep. well, the flip side of that is yep. if you're in, if you're surrounded by unvaccinated, you're going to spread. If that disease finds its way in, it's going to spread like wildfire. Exactly. And that's where we are with COVID-19. We've well, got we've got kids, these, this five to 11, we need the majority yep. to get vaccinated. Right. Well, if 95 percent of kindergartens have their state required immunizations, I think the dilemma today is why are parents pushing back on the vaccinations for COVID or even the flu shot. And it's all about social media, internet messages promoting misinformation and distrust out there. Well, it's a different time. So those mandates, mandates, which are just laws on state law books, um, they've been around a long time. And I will tell you that this argument is going to harm that group as well. Yeah. Because we're going to push back if... If all the social media and and if all of our current attitudes towards you know sharing information mm-hmm. were around when those initial mandates came out, I'm telling you that wouldn't be a 95 percent vaccinated kindergarten exactly. class. Exactly. So so you're absolutely right, Larry. I mean it's it's the the diseases haven't changed. No. It's just the way that we ingest our interpretation yep. Yep. of it. And and I'll I'll go back to it. Yep. 24 hour news. Exactly. I mean, it's well, you all know, the have same you, time. And, and I know that you're a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics, and they actually have a new uh, media campaign called Just the Facts. Right. Yeah. And they're promoting that about parents that are confused because there's so much misinformation out there. They're trying to just the facts, clear it up. Clear it up. No, and and, yep. it, and it's going to go. Uh, it's going to go somewhere for sure. Yep. But I will tell you that that it's a great organization. It's a huge organization, and they don't have the fraction of the money that the big networks have. Exactly. And and you know we're not going to we're not going to spread it fast enough. But groups like that, like the American Academy of mm-hmm. Pediatrics, have really pushed hard to get their members to jump into social media to instead of just sitting back and sort of complaining about it like we are they're trying to say listen let's use this but use it in the right way exactly and, and i think that's going to be a really positive move too larry i agree i agree what we got next here sir let's talk a little bit about national health care spending you know we uh, because of all the mandates that came out of washington regarding uh Paying for COVID care, yeah, COVID related COVID care. care. You and know, it actually exceeded that, that four trillion dollars to four point one trillion, and in night in twenty twenty, uh, healthcare overall spending jumped almost ten percent. Doctor Mark, well, we we knew it was going to break that four trillion mark even yep. before the yep. pandemic. Yep. So yep. we we talked about this even before yep. the pandemic. But but yeah, four trillion dollars. You, you sit, sit back and see. All the cash that's going out, uh, the, you know, the PPP numbers, you know, the, the, yep. the Small Business Administration has been writing some some enormous checks, Big checks. and, yep. you know, supporting folks and and setting up all these. Uh, I was watching on the news today. There was uh, some testing, COVID testing centers, and they were yep. shutting down at four in the afternoon or one in the afternoon when they ran out of the numbers of tests. But that's all government yep. money. All taxpayer money, and we've been—it's been an open checkbook for this. Well, stuff. it's and if you recall, we've we've quoted some numbers in the high ten thousand, low eleven thousand. But in twenty twenty, the actual increase per person of healthcare cost in the U.S. exceeded twelve thousand five hundred dollars. That's incredible. 
that. That's a I mean, big that's number. A, that's a really huge that's number. That's a huge number. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah that's – I mean, we're going to – ending the pandemic is not going to uh, end that kind of spending. Right. But, uh, but just notice, noting that it was up that percentage, I mean, that's no surprise, is it? I mean, it, no. it, I mean it's just been – we have to respond to this. And all the more reason to get us through it as quickly as possible because the longer this goes on, the spending is going to continue. Exactly. And those doors are open. It's not like – like with these testing centers, they can't just shut them down when there's a need for them. Right. And giving out the vaccines, same yeah. thing. Well, much of that uh, $4.1 trillion was really generated by a 36% increase in spending by the feds to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. So that was 30, so 36%, 36% of those so, dollars, yeah. of that additional 10%. Man, that's, we're doubling percentages. We, we are going to have number. to bring a mathematician on. To, yep. to help help us even define what all I'm these things you. are. But, but you know, you yeah. you mentioned something a minute ago, Dr. Mark. You know, these funds went to support towards support for health care providers through both the Provider Relief Fund for physician practices, yes. the Paycheck Protection Fund, Paycheck Protection Fund, yep. and even public health activity and Medicaid funding. If you recall it, towards the last half of 2020, Medicaid spending went through the roof sure. because people were losing their jobs. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? No, we did, we did see that. We're also seeing on the health care expenditure side that we're paying much higher dollars to get healthcare professionals to stay yep. in their profession. Yep. Um, not, I'm not talking about the, the primary yep. care providers, but I'm talking about nursing and yep. respiratory therapy and whatnot because we've lost so many folks. And they've got to keep the hospital doors have well, to stay Well, it's interesting open. that you mention that, Dr. Mark, because let's move over. CMS just released a public announcement that they're investing $1.8 billion to fund 1,000 new residency slots, the largest increase in over 25 years. <clears throat> and the CMS says that this $1.8 billion is going to fund 1,000 new physician residencies, 200 a year for the next five years. I know that's near and dear to your heart, Dr. Mark. Well, I mean, it's just interesting because over, year over year, the funding for residencies has been something that hospitals and uh, the academia have, have competed for. Right. Uh, and as the cost of living goes up, the cost of the running these residencies goes up. And we've seen lots of residencies shut down. You've got some of the smaller hospitals that are just trying to, to make this make ends meet. This is when they say a thousand new mm-hmm. residencies. I wonder if those are programs or spots because I would think it's going to pay for more than a thousand residency slots. Oh, slots. So yeah. just uh-huh. so so up by a thousand. Yep. I mean, two hundred a year for that, the next that, five years. That's great. Yep. But that's a, that's a drop in the bucket. We talked about is. the, the physician is. shortage we're going to need, and frankly, I'm not certain. And and with my with the the new position I have at, at Florida right, State University, right, I'm going right. to learn a lot more about this. Exactly, I'm not certain that that's where the bottleneck is. Well, if you recall, we talked about 139,000 physician shortages between now and 2032. Yes, and yeah. when I can I can tell you for a fact that there are lots of residency slots that do not get filled during the match. Which tells me so. Mm-hmm. So the way this works is you go to college. It's for for physicians. They go to college, then they go to get their MD or, or DO degree, right? And then they apply for a residency program. So the date that that happens, it's called the match. Okay. Well, there are lots of unfilled slots in that match. So if you add a thousand more spots, well, two hundred more spots. Yeah. That's going to be two hundred unfilled slots. I'm sorry. 
what we need to do is we need to front end load this and we need to train more folks. And in order to train more folks, we've got to get the right people to apply. In order to get the right people to apply, we have to make it a job that people want. You said you weren't good in math, Dr. Mark. I was backwards. Yeah, I did pretty good there. (laughs) I'm impressed. I was kind of hanging on. (laughs) But it does does make sense. I mean, you know, is anyone going to turn down that $1.8 billion? No, they will not. That's right. And there'll be a lot of new groups that jump into I'm sure our listeners are saying, where did this money come from? Well, it was part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021 that was passed in 2020. 2020. That's right. So. That's just the way yep. politics works, yep. I guess, Larry. I guess. All right, what are we going to talk about when we come back? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about health care costs and where it's continued to go and some specific issues about that. And then we're also going to talk about some market predictions for 2022. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. So Dr. Mark, we'll be right back. Excellent. Be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 